Hey guys, welcome back to the Missional Community Leader Podcast. Um, it's, uh, you know, hey, I don't know, we're here on May 6th. Um, so we are coming up on uh, two solid months of the pandemic. And uh, that's, that's crazy, right? Crazy to think that that's where we're at, um, but nonetheless, uh, here we are, and we are continuing on in the uh, in the stay-at-home order, um, as we've all talked deeply about. And so, as we as we get rolling here uh, for another week, I want to encourage you again uh that you guys are really doing a great job leading you're doing a great job of communicating of connecting with our people and i am i'm just really really thankful for for each of you and i mentioned this on uh on telegram the other day but uh listening to other pastors and what they're walking through and what they're dealing with in the context of their congregations um guys i i can't even I can't even relate to uh, the things that they're things that they're struggling with, things that they're walking through, and uh, and I credit most of that uh, to you as as leaders who are setting a uh, context and um, you have really have really created a culture of care and love and concern, not just for me but for but for everybody in our congregation. And so I, I really am thankful uh, to all of you. And uh, you're just absolutely killing it. So keep up the good work. Keep, um, you know, keep doing the things that, that you're doing. Uh, and, you know, let's, let's, keep, let's keep rolling. Uh, you know, I guess things just to be aware of, we are continuing on with, Doubt on Tap Tuesday nights on Zoom. Uh, our missional communities obviously will continue to meet on Zoom uh, for the time being. And uh, uh, Amy and I are planning on taking off May 22nd, uh, you know, to help Ethan get settled in in Indianapolis, which is crazy to think that we're getting to that point. Um, Todd continues to run with uh, some happy hours, and um, tonight, uh, which is Wednesday night, uh, we will be doing uh, some trivia with uh, Brian Coker. So that's really fun too. Um, yeah, so things are things are happening, and uh, good things good things are happening. Uh, one of the best parts about this this week was last night our neighborhood got together and did Taco Tuesday for Cinco de Mayo, and it's just it's really really fun uh, seeing everybody get out and connect with one another, and and it's great because uh, a lot of the the last couple things the last num a number of the things that are happening within our neighborhood are not being led or even initiated by Amy and I, but our neighbors are are doing things, uh, members of our congregation are stepping up and leading and are really doing a great job of um, communicating uh, and embodying presence uh, in, uh, in, our, in our neighborhood. And so it's, it's just absolutely fantastic, guys. 
Um, so I would encourage you over the next week to please reach out to uh, to folks as you feel comfortable uh, within your missional communities. Just check in, see how everybody's doing. Uh, you know, maybe reach out with a direct personal text um, or something along those lines. That would be absolutely fantastic. And um, so, so yeah, so that's that's my encouragement uh, to you. Uh, this week, we are uh, going to be spending time in um, uh, Proverbs chapter 3 is where we are going. And, uh, you know, again, just, just as a reminder, um, just as a reminder, as we walk through these things, uh, Psalms and Proverbs are, uh, you know, a lot of it's poetry, especially, you know, the Psalms are all poetry. And so, you know, again, being wise to what it is that we're reading. And the same, you know, with Proverbs is that uh, these are truisms, which means that the things that are written here are, are most often true, right? Like they bear out to be true. But that's not a recipe. Proverbs is not a, hey, you know, you put in these ingredients in, whoo, perfection, happy life, uh, financial windfall. That's that's just not that's just not how this works itself out, guys. Um, but when we when we kind of walk through and you begin to apply these these truisms to your life, um, you know, more times, more often than not. They show themselves uh, to to be what's to be true and right and and and, and right on. Um, so, uh, Proverbs chapter three uh, says, "My son, don't forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart." Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all of your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. And do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son he delights in. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver, and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the watery depths were divided and the clouds let drop, do, let drop the dew. My son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. 
When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. Do not withhold good from those to whom it's due, when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you, when you already have it with you. Do not plot harm against your neighbor who lives trustfully near you. Do not accuse anyone for no reason. When they have done you no harm, do not envy the violent or choose any of their ways. For the Lord detests the perverse, but takes the upright into his confidence. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. He mocks proud mockers, but shows favor to the humble and oppressed. The wise inherit honor, but fools only get shame. Uh, So that's Proverbs chapter 3. It seems long, right? Uh, Maybe it was long just to sit there and listen to it. I don't know. Um, uh, My as I as I process through this, um, I think I think what I I think what I'm seeing in Proverbs three, you know, uh, verse two, Solomon says. you know, they will prolong your, prolong your life for many years and bring you peace and prosperity. You know, the, these ideas of, of, of holding on to his teaching and the commands that he's laying down here. And, and so I think uh, what's interesting to me about Proverbs 3 is it really is this idea of, of Solomon trying to explain to his son, uh, you know, how to, how to have joy, how to live a life that is full that is meaningful, that is joyful, that uh, that really is a a life that is represented by shalom or wholeness, and and so what we see here, um, I think, are, are kind of four moves that he makes uh, in verses one through twelve. Uh, he explains how to live. How do you? How do you do this? It's, it's like the, it's the positive, right? Um, and that is in comparison to 27 through 31, which is how not to live. So you get how to live, you get the, the positive, the, the pro, and then you get the how not to live, kind of the negative, right? This is, this is what you don't do. Um, and then in verses 13 through 26, you get how to be happy. You want to live a happy life? Here's how to do it. And that is, you know, in in conjunction with verses 32 through 35, which really is how not to be happy. So uh, you get you get the pro and you get the the, the con. You get the, the positive and the negative. Um, although you know, all the way through this, and so you kind of have these these dual structures going on, right? So the first half really is how how to live and be happy the second half is how not to live and be unhappy so if you want to you know you want to see how these things how these things kind of work work themselves out this is this is how we how we go through it um and so you know i think uh, i think the fallen condition focus would be that we believe that our own plans are the best plans right we, we think uh, this, this goes back to, I think, a lot of the themes that, that we see that come out of uh, the Psalms and the Proverbs again and again, is that we think we have it figured out. We think 
we think that we have a handle, that we are the captains captains of our souls, that, that there is just something about us uh, that, that makes it real clear that, that we really get it. And uh, the reality is, is that, that we don't, you know, we, we don't get it. Our plans, our plans are not the best plans. Um, we, we are working with a very small picture of what is happening. Whereas God, he's working, he's working with, with the whole canvas, right? He's, he's seeing the, the whole thing. Um, I'm trying to remember, uh, I'm going to look it up here uh, because this, this just kind of popped into my head. Um, uh, but the guy who, um, the guy who paints, there, there's a, there's a painter, there's an artist who is famous, um, for, uh, for using distinct dots of color. Yeah. George Sherratt, right? Um, he's, he's kind of the famous, most famous, uh, pointillist is what they call him. And, you know, we, it's almost like, it's almost like we work, we work with just a, a corner of maybe a pointillist canvas, right? Where we see a handful of dots of color. And then we try to extrapolate out and try to figure out what does the rest of this thing look like? Um, whereas God you know, God's, God's working with the whole thing. He's working with that whole picture. Or maybe you could consider it, think about it like a puzzle. And, um, and how, you know, could you imagine trying to work a puzzle and all you get are like, you know, you don't have the, 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 the top of the box with that has the whole puzzle completed to work from. Uh, but maybe you get just a corner of it. Um, you get a corner of the picture, and, and that's that's what you have to work from to try to put the rest of the puzzle together. How much more difficult that would be it, when we are start laying down our own plans and we start thinking that we've got we've got this whole world and this whole life figured out. It's 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 like we're we're just working with that corner. Um, and so I think what Solomon is trying to get at here in, in Proverbs chapter three is that if we yield to God's wisdom, that will bring us joy will bring us happiness we will get to know a life of shalom a life of wholeness uh, that, that we don't get to know unless unless we unless we yield to god's wisdom and uh so the message big idea would be god's wisdom is life and happiness i mean this 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 is what a whole full life looks like um and it's and it's coming underneath god's wisdom um now solomon argues that that wisdom brings about a good and healthy life for those who follow it. And, uh, and what's really interesting is uh, throughout the book of Proverbs, wisdom is personified as a female. Uh, it, she, she finds herself throughout, and it's not, it's not even just throughout Proverbs, but any, usually when wisdom is personified in the Bible, uh, it, is, it is personified uh, as as a woman. And so this, you know, I think this is important. Uh, this was intentional. And I think this points to uh, some, uh, some cracks in the idea or the concept that, uh, that the Bible is some sort of misogynistic, uh, patriarchal text. 
uh, and, it, and it's not. Uh, what what we see throughout it are, you know, we see a trajectory regarding the role of women uh, as, as as really pushing against the cultural boundaries of of the ancient Near East. Women in the ancient Near East were definitely uh, seen as at best second class citizens, um, but really, uh, I mean, in reality, they were they weren't much more than than pieces of property. But yet, throughout the Bible, we see more and more rights, greater and greater places of prestige and power given to women. Uh, and here, even uh, this uh, this statement that that you know women you know that wisdom is the feminine and uh and, and I, don't, I don't want us to overlook how important it is that wisdom is personified as female um and not only that but it, when you dig into uh, verses 13 through 20 in the section of how to be happy uh what do we see well we see that uh wisdom uh by wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. So in verse 19, uh, we, get this, we get this picture that it was, it was you, you could potentially argue, um, the divine feminine uh, is, was the means by which uh, the world was created. And, and that's, 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 an important, that's an important thing to, to consider. Um, so, and, you know, we also see though, uh, you know, in, in the new Testament that it was, uh, you know, that, that Christ was at work in the creation. Um, and, but, and he was, he was definitely masculine. There's no question of, of the masculinity uh, or the maleness of, of Jesus. Um, but. But the role of wisdom needs needs to not be set aside here. We need to understand uh, uh, the you know that it, I mean verse nineteen is is so clear uh, that that by wisdom the Lord laid there's foundations. I mean there there was something going on in creation uh, with wisdom and femininity and in uh, that and that is just not it's not something we can easily just blink past. Um, so, uh, so we have these four parts, right? How to live, how to be happy, how not to live, how not to be happy. Um, so in verses one through 12, uh, what we find, what we find, uh, sets, that sets the, sets the stage is verse three, uh, let love and faithfulness never leave you. That, that that's the key. That's the foundational point uh, that, that Solomon wants his son to understand is, is that love and faithfulness are at the root of, of the life well lived. You want to live well? You live well um, by embracing love and faithfulness. You keep them uh, around your neck. You write them on the tablet of your heart. And... Uh, and if you can be a person of love and faithfulness, then he says you'll win favor uh, and a good name in the sight of God and man. Right? You, your life, your life will be, um, 
will be one that is that is honored and well lived. Um, and so, uh, love and faithfulness are just are, are so important. Uh, and then you get verse five, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is one of those famous, famous verses. Um, uh, you know, Proverbs three, five, and six. Um, but the, the 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 interesting thing here uh, is, in all your ways, submit to Him. Oops, that's that's not easy. In all your ways, submit to Him. That is that is not an easy thing to do, and uh, and so as we as we teach this, you know that's that's going to be one of those things that that we need to make sure that that we um, that we highlight right, and uh, so uh, verse seven, you know we need to respect God more than ourselves. Uh, you know, honor the Lord with our wealth, embrace God's discipline in verse, in verse 11. You know, these are all, these are all clearly defined steps for living a life of wholeness, for living a life of peace and love and joy. Um, you know, this is, this is how this, this is how this goes. Um, so that that's how we live. Now, starting in verse thirteen, um, we get this picture of how to be happy, and that first word there in thirteen, blessed, uh, really um, it, the primary way this word is used. Uh, it's primary what they call semantic domain or range of meaning is happy. You know, happy are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding and uh and so we need to find her we need to look for her he says um and and we need to trust her we need to to embrace who she is and what it is that wisdom and, and understanding are trying to teach us and what's so interesting is uh down in um you know, uh, verse 24, right? When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster of the ruin that overtakes the wicked, for the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. Huge, huge statement there, right? If we if we are living lives of, where we are keeping wisdom and understanding close if we are if we are making good decisions if we are if we're living with sound judgment then then he says you will sleep well the one who sleeps well is the one whose life is 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 marked by shalom it's marked by peace are you tossing and turning are you not sleeping uh you know he says hey check check and see where are you at? Are you pursuing wisdom? Are you pursuing understanding? Um, why are why are you not sleeping? Now I know some of us aren't sleeping good these days, and, and a lot of that's because of anxiety, and and fear over what is over what is happening in this world. Um, but I think it really begs the question, even for us in the midst of anxiety and fear in the in the midst of this pandemic, is. Okay, why? 
Why do I have anxiety? Why do I have fear? What, what is it? Is it because I don't have control? Is it because I've lost control of my world? Because my world has been so thrown into chaos? If so, maybe we're not really rusting in wisdom. Maybe we're not chasing after wisdom and chasing after understanding and trusting trusting her. Um, and it goes on then in verse 27 through 31. It says, okay, here's how not to live, right? Here, here are the things, you know, if you're going to be unloving to your neighbor or you're going to pursue violence, if you, don't, if you do those things, you're not going to live happy. Like you're just not going to live. It's... It's just not, it is not going to work out for you. Um, this is this is how not to live. You want to have a good, if you want to have a bad name uh, before God and man, then do these things, right? Simple as that. You know, you know the people who are always like, oh, I got you, I got you, and then they never get you. Those are that, that is not that's not how we live, um, and and we don't pursue uh, violence, right? He says, "Do not envy the violent or choose any of their ways," because that that is the easy thing to do, isn't it? Um, is to uh, is to choose the way of violence, and and sometimes we look at those who are violent and say, "Man, they they got it all. I want some of that." Nah, those people. Those people aren't living. They're not really living. And, um, you know, it's been interesting uh, even just watching uh, this last dance. Uh, actually, we'll get, let, let me get there in just a minute. So then the last thing, uh, 32 through 35, is, is how not to be happy, right? You want it, If you don't want to be happy, um, then, uh, you know, you you can live this way. Um, you know, be proud, mock people, um, oppress people, uh, you know, all this, all this kind of stuff. And it's been interesting, um, for me walking through, uh, the last dance, this, this documentary series on, uh, the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan in particular, and he was not happy. He, he had everything and he was not happy. Mostly I think because his life was was pretty well described by verses 32 through 35. He, he was not a happy person. And, uh, and while, while we might look at him and say, I want everything, I want to be like Mike. I don't think so. Um, because at the end of the day, the guy is just unhappy. And he's sad. And he's petty. And it's hard, it's hard to watch. It is a hard, hard watch. And, uh, and we all know people in our personal lives who are like that. Um, who don't have happy lives, and and it's and it's because it's because of how they live. It's because of the choices they've made, and so um, and so Solomon tells his son, "Hey, son, I really want you to be one who who lives and lives happy and lives well." Uh, and, and so these are the things to do, and these are the things to avoid. You know, trust, trust the wisdom of the Lord. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of where we're going here this week. 
And I hope this is helpful. Uh, if there are other things that you would like me to include in this podcast that would be uh, helpful, please, please, please uh, let me know. Uh, I want this to be a value add and not a value suck. Uh, you know, a time just a time suck for you guys. So uh, let me know. And uh, yeah, my my encouragement to you, uh, you know, as leaders, as you're preparing for this Sunday, is maybe just spend some time. You know, evaluating yourself. Uh, you know, in particular, uh, how are you doing? How are you doing in pursuing uh, the the things of of living, of living well and living happy? Uh, are those things the things that shape you as a leader, as a as a follower of Jesus? Because these are the things that we want to model for for our community and for our congregation, right? All right, gang. Um, until next week, love well.